This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Well, it doesn't look like allergy season today, but this snow will soon be all washed away. And before long, those affected by allergies will once again be complaining of itchy and sore eyes, among other symptoms. Trusted contributor Dr. Ritesh Patel of the Ontario Association of Optometrists is here with us in the studio to talk about how to soothe those sore eyes due to allergies. Welcome back. Oh, absolutely. Doctor, I guess this is a good time to talk about what is it that's happening in your body to create watery and itchy eyes when allergies kick in? Yeah, it's one of those dreaded things that uh, you, we know it. at least a couple times a year we'll have a slew of our patients come in and they'll, like you just said, complain about the, the itchiness, the scratchiness, and, and essentially the watery eyes, right? Uh, now, what's happening in our body is it's, it's a reaction, and it's a chain reaction of essentially something that's in the environment, usually pollen, ragweed, dust, uh, and certain other environmental uh, particles. They get uh, basically trapped on the surface of your eye. And once it gets trapped there, your body recognizes it as something foreign. Uh, and with anything foreign on, the, on your body, your body reacts and it basically sells uh, or sends certain cells there to help fight off uh, some of the things that are, that are attacking. It seems to be attacking your body, right? So one of the, the chemicals or, or, or internal things that are, are being released is something called histamine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is specifically one of the things that's going to cause that itching reaction on the surface of your eye. It's the same type of reaction if, for example, if you had a mosquito bite. Right. So what happens is with with any type of allergy, uh, specifically your eye, is you're going to scratch it, and unfortunately more histamine gets released, and now we're in this little bit of a downward spiral where you can't really stop that cycle from occurring. Right. Yeah. What percentage of people? have this type of reaction to allergies? Is it increasing as time goes on? Yeah, unfortunately. So we're looking at about 30%, which is which is some significant. High. Yeah, it's high. So you we're talking about essentially one in three people will have some sort of uh, environmental allergy throughout their lifetime. So it's it's not an insignificant amount, uh, especially for those of us that uh, that are either working or living in the downtown Toronto core or, or any big city for that matter. Yeah. Realize, of course, that there's a lot of particles in the air as well. So, you know, inevitably there's some type of construction season that happens around this time of year and it continues to go throughout summer, uh, inevitably some of those things will get, uh, you know, both in the air and then, of course, get onto the surface of your eyes. So even for those people that, have, for example, have never had some sort of seasonal allergy before, once you cross a th- certain threshold and the, and the dust particles and so forth really accumulate quite uh, aggressively, uh, unfortunately, we get complaints of that as well. I've never had an allergy. I moved to Toronto and all of a sudden I have an allergy, right? So realize that there's things that, uh, that are inevitably going to be seasonal and there's other things environmental that we have less control over in terms of building and so forth. But all those things get, uh, you know, of course, accumulated on the surface and that's what causes those challenges we were talking about. 416-360-0740 or 1-866-744-740. Do you have a question for our trusted contributor, Dr. Ritesh Patel? It's an opportunity to be one-on-one with our favorite optometrist here at Zoomer Radio. And I'm sure that if you do live with allergies, you want to know 
Can you prevent them? Is there Are there preventatives before the season begins? Yeah, great question. And it's a question I get quite often. So one of the first things, and it seems obvious enough, right, is essentially get out of the whatever's causing the allergy itself. So sometimes, you know, we'll have a patient come in and they'll have a reaction to something. They'll just assume it's a seasonal allergy, but it might be a, a new makeup they're using, right? It might be laundry detergent or right. something that's, of course, different in the home, even perfume for that matter. So those type of things that are on your skin or, or around your, you know, your immediate vicinity can cause the same type of reaction as would a seasonal allergy, right? Now, we, we chat about this briefly even before we were on air is making sure that you change your air filtration system in your home or your condo is another big one, right? Um, realize that, of course, anything that's that's circulating within your immediate environment, uh, being able to trap that in a filter, of course, uh, is going to help out in terms of preventing it from getting into the environment and, in, of, of course, on the surface of your eyes. So making sure that you change your, your uh, filtration in your HVAC system them quite often is, a, is another crucial one as That's well. That's really good advice in general because it's something you don't see, so you don't think about it. Of course, yeah. But when you pull that filter out, you you feel guilty almost like, oh, oh I should I should have pulled it out way sooner because every look time. how covered it is, right? Yeah, every time, right? So like, imagine breathing in that stuff. And that's it. And the other thing would be, especially for, for Zoomers that either have kids or grandkids and, and of course, carpeting, right? Carpeting, yeah. just like the filtration uh, system, will inevitably trap a lot of these things uh, that are in the environment into that carpet. Uh, and every time you're walking around, you're kind of kicking it up. And again, these are things that are invisible to most people, so you're not going to necessarily see it. Uh, so of course, your flooring um, is going to play a big role as well. So making sure either, you know, considering changing or of course, minimizing how much carpet you have in there. No offense to our carpeting people out there, but you have uh, to keep it clean. You have to keep it clean. So yeah. make sure you either vacuum it or of course, consider some of the different options as well. 416-360-0740, I I don't think I have allergies, although there are times of the year where I do feel like my eyes are itchy, a little bit scratchy. Yeah. Not having had allergies growing up or in my early adulthood, is can you develop them later? Yeah, and so unfortunately you can, and that's exactly the type of, of uh, you know concern we get, right? So it's like, hey, I've never had allergies my whole life. Where are these uh, symptoms that typically relate to allergies coming from? And unfortunately, you know, you cannot you cannot necessarily have allergies your whole life and yet develop them later on. Uh, we our body is in our eyes specifically uh, are meant to, of course, wash off any allergen that's in the air. So inevitably, you're going to get allergens that get onto the surface of your eye. Uh, your eyelids, every time you blink, are a windshield wiper to help wa- uh, to help clear them out. Unfortunately, if our eyes are a little bit drier, for example, certain times of the year we know they're drier than others, uh, then unfortunately we're not able to uh, wash out those allergens as easily as we would have otherwise. And then for people like yourself who don't necessarily have allergies, but then if you have a, a little bit of dryness, uh, at, at, because of that, unfortunately, then the allergens really accumulate. So uh, once you cross that threshold, that's where the itching and the watering and some of the, the, the symptoms you discuss are, are kicking into and that's And you want to use drops or you want to ingest something to help you with that? So a couple of different options, right? So great question. Uh, you know, if you want to stay as conservative as possible, taking a small face cloth, run it under cold water and just soaking your eyes with it can be, can be quite effective. So let's just say you're in a bind and you, you, know, you unfortunately don't have drops or something you just don't have access to. At least using that that uh, can at least help calm things down on a, on a short-term basis, right? Now, if we know seasonally or, or more prolonged allergies, such as even allergies to you know animals for that matter, and I have a 
a ton of patients that say, I'm allergic to cats, but I have three of them, right? So, <laughs> yeah. you know, inevitably they're going to be part of it too. So there are certain drops that can really be quite effective in terms of being able to make sure that uh, you're not uh, having to suffer. There's uh, specific drops, uh, of course, you can discuss with your optometrist uh, that when, when they look at your eyes, they'll be able to recommend something very specific for you that could be as easily as using once a day. So if you use the drop, let's say, once in the morning, you'll have 24 hours of relief. If you do get to a point where it's not, it's something that's just simply beyond just your eyes, so you're having nasal congestion, you're having the tickle in the back of your throat, so it's not just your eyes and it's getting to more of a systemic approach, then considering like an oral medication might be something to think about too. The drawback with some oral medications is the fact that it can actually dry your eyes out even further. So it's a little bit of a double-edged sword because then if your eyes are dry, then they're more uncomfortable and potentially more itchy. So depending on how your symptoms are, are, are um, what type of symptoms are being caused by your allergies, definitely discuss your optometrist and they'll come up with the best solution for you. We're speaking with trusted contributor Dr. Ritesh Patel of the Ontario Association of Optometrists. Mary from Port Colburn, you have a question for the doctor? Uh, yes. Um, I wanted to ask him if contact lenses can actually act as protection against allergens. Yeah, great question. So, you know, on a a, uh, black or white, yes, it can definitely help. There's certain uh, contacts, however, that would be more effective than that than others. So, you know, realize that your contact lens is like a sponge. So to a certain point, it's going to actually attract some sort of allergen or or other uh, environmental stuff that's in the air. Uh, So I wouldn't recommend anything besides a daily lens if you do actually have something like allergies that's affecting you. No, I have the the soft uh, torque lenses. Yeah, so that's a type of lens, not necessarily the modality. So what that means by that is you can have soft uh, toric lenses that last a month, and you have other ones that last two weeks, and you have ones that last a month. month. Yeah, so I would not necessarily recommend those as your ideal. I would recommend a daily soft um, uh, toric contact lens. So those are ones you actually throw away every day. Okay. So, and the reason for that is if you have allergies and, and, and obviously a monthly lens, inevitably day 29 is not going to necessarily feel the same as day 20, uh, same as day one for that matter. Uh, so by changing out the lens a lot more frequently than, uh, than 30 days, and essentially you're not going to have something accumulate uh, on the surface of your eye and, and, of course, causing the allergy to get worse. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks very much. You're Thanks welcome. for calling in, Mary. Nancy okay. from Etobicoke, uh, you have a question for the doctor. Yes, thank you for taking my call. My question is that when I go out in winter outdoors, my eyes start watering, and they keep watering till I come back home. Why is it that? Oh, that I understand that feeling. I yeah, know what she's the talking watery about. Eyes, the dreaded watery eyes. Why are you always crying? So uh, in, in, what happens in the wintertime, and, and realistically, anytime it's, it's, it's not just winter, but anytime it's even windy, uh, you essentially when your eyes are dry, which due to the lack of humidity and then you add in the wind can mostly occur in the wintertime, uh, essentially if you're not wearing sunglasses or some type of glasses to protect you from the wind, your, your eyes get so dry to a point where your body sends a message or your brain sends a message saying, we're so dry you know, do something about it and your brain sends a bunch of water to help kind of wash things out. Uh, unfortunately, the brain doesn't really regulate how much water or what type of tears need to be sent there. So inevitably, it's it's an overreaction rather than an underreaction. Uh, so you're going to, going to get watery eyes um, in the winter or if it's windy for that reason. Now, things that can help with that, for sure, having some type of protective eyewear. So sunglasses or regular glasses to help kind of prevent the wind from coming in. Uh, and one of the things you may want to talk to your optometrist about is if you, if you let's say, for example, 
people you still already wear glasses and yet are getting this issue, get something that's going to have what's called wrap on it. So it's going to help hug to your face a little bit better. So you're going to get less air falling oh, through. Oh, yes, that makes sense. We'll continue our conversation with Dr. Ritesh Patel, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Association of Optometrists. And your questions coming up next, 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. With our trusted contributor, Dr. Ritesh Patel of the Ontario Association of Optometrists. And specifically today with our trusted contributor, we're speaking about allergies and itchy eyes. And that season will be upon us sooner than we sooner than what it would appear to be when we look outside with all the snow we've been getting this last week. Uh, Doctor, we'll go to Cordelia in Brampton. You have a question. Yes. Hello. Good afternoon. Yes, please go ahead. Good afternoon to you. Yes, uh, the last couple of weeks I've been having very, very itchy eyes and I have never had allergies. I have seen my local eye doctor and he prescribed some drops, but they haven't worked. I still get those very, very itchy eyes. Hmm. Okay. Uh, do you know the name of the drop that you're using? Yes. I. It's um, tobramycin. Okay. So tobramycin's a, a, an effective drop for certain things. It's more of a, actually an antibiotic than I would say an anti-allergy. Yeah. Um, so what I would suggest is I definitely would follow up back with your eye doctor and obviously figure out, well, are you getting anything besides uh, the bacterial aspect to it? Now, it's not unusual, just to be clear, to have an environmental allergy as well as a an, uh, um, bacterial component to it as well. So that might be the reason why they've recommended the tobramycin. Uh, but if you're still having this, uh, the issues that you're describing, I would probably jump up a little bit and let them know that you're still having them so they can then recommend something that's more geared towards the allergy specifically yes yeah because there's a lot of effective drops out there and sometimes you have to figure out what's what's the best drop for you and especially if you've never had an allergy before as you've realized unfortunately then you can sometimes develop something that's uh, even within your own home i see yeah well hopefully that'll be helpful for you cordelia because that's not a pleasant thing to feel that itchiness all the time and that's the thing is when you have an acute type of allergy versus a chronic one the chronic ones are treated a little bit differently and there's certain drops that we gear for towards that uh for something acute or or very short term like out of nowhere this developed unfortunately for this woman uh then there's some stronger drops that you want to be able to utilize to get rid of what's going on right now and then get on to more of the day-to-day drops right yeah and i want to talk to you about that just uh first the numbers if if you have a question for our resident optometrist, Dr. Patel, 416-360-0740, 1-866-740-4740. Just a couple of minutes left here. But let's talk about that. Um, 
any concern with putting too much of one of a medication in your eyes? Is there another way to alleviate symptoms of itchiness and soreness? Yeah, I mean, great question. So one of the things that uh, that we know is that inevitably, when there's again a combination of dryness as well as allergies on the or, or allergies on the surface of your eye, then if we can at least get rid of the dryness, that can help with that too. Now, I'm typically a big proponent of preservative-free drops, so we're trying to avoid any type of chemical or quote-unquote medication if we can obviously possibly help it. Uh, so there are over-the-counter drops that you can look for that you want to specifically ask for preservative-free. Preservative-free allows you to be able to utilize them much more often. So if you're able to uh, use these type of drops, let's say five or six or seven times a day, Mm-hmm. and you're able to wash off the allergen, then that's another way to help get to a point where you're obviously getting a little bit more relief without necessarily jumping to, a med- again, a quote-unquote medication if you can help it. What about just putting the headband over your hair and just flushing out your eyes with water? You could, Of course, similar to the cold compress. Yeah. Uh, you know, the cold compress would be, let's say, option number one, uh, along with that in a similar, uh, you know, 1B, if you want to call it, cold uh, the cold water to help calm that down. And then option number two, again, being conservative, would be the the preservative-free artificial tears to help wash things out. And then unfortunately, if you do have like seasonal allergies, you probably get to a point where that's that's either cumbersome or a bit too challenging or not necessarily effective. And that's really where uh, certain either steroid drops that can really be quite effective at calming things down and yet be safe, or a, a longer-term anti-allergy drop that can be uh, stabilizing the mast cells or antihistamine as well. Julia, you have a question for Dr. Patel? Yes. Uh, I'm using this high-low uh, eye uh, lubrication. I have dry eye. Why I have to get this from the pharmacy? I can't get it from the counter. Every time I have to go to the pharmacy to buy this, usually I can get it from the counter, right? Uh, they have different kind of eye drops. Oh, this is a now it's become a prescription. Is that what you're uh, asking? It's not prescription. It's you, you, so it's actually a drop that's called behind the counter. I think yeah, that's what yeah, you're asking, yeah. Oh, right? Why, yeah. Why, so why, it's why not an it? over the counter drop per se. Now, behind the counter simply means you just have to ask the pharmacist for it. Uh-huh. Um, that drop actually is effective drop, um, and it actually comes in an anti allergy form as well. So just as on the topic of conversation, uh, the reason that drop specifically is behind the counters, and if you know this, is it comes in a special pump. It's not quite a, a typical drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since it comes in a very specific pump, the pharmacist has to explain to you how to use it. Oh, um, so I that's see. why it's behind the counter. But, I mean, you know, it's it's still a, a, a essentially available the same way it would be available over the counter. You just have to have an extra you conversation. Have to have, <laughs> you have to have a consultation, yeah, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So it's technically true. behind the counter. Or you can get it from your optometrist. That's another way that most uh, this drop specifically is being released. That It's just a little bit of a different type of drop mechanism. So, hence, they don't really have it as widespread as you would every other over-the-counter drop. Oh, okay. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, you're welcome, Julia. Thank you for calling. Yes, that that is nice to have that consultation to make sure you're using the product properly and uh, just just getting that little extra knowledge to know what it is that you're doing for yourself to help yourself out. You hit the nail on the head. So unfortunately what happens is when when somebody grabs, uh, you know, you look at the -the over-the-counter drops, right? There's like 100 different drops. Uh, you know, one's a gel, one's an ointment, one's a drop, what's a daytime, one's a nighttime, one's preservative-free, one's preserved. Like, how do you know which ones to use, right? So, unfortunately, what we tend to do is, well, with one drop's good, then five drops might be even better, right? Now, when we get to a point where most of these drops are preserved, unfortunately, that is an extra chemical that's on the surface of your eye. So, if we're trying to get rid of allergies and then we're putting more preservatives on the surface of your eye, then, unfortunately, you're starting the spiral and you're, you're actually making it even worse. So, you know, take that time to talk to your optometrist 
optometrist because they're the ones that are going to recommend a very specific drop for you. Talk to your pharmacist because they're trained to make sure that you're not over-utilizing drops and unfortunately to a point where it gets uh, detrimental or toxic for the surface of your eye. Uh, because, you know, if you just try and grab anything over the counter, they're all going to look the same and you're not going to know any better, right? Right. So the behind the counter actually, you know, whether it's this drop or other drops for that matter, even even the stuff that's um, over the counter, take that time to talk to your, uh, uh, your pharmacist because they're going to give you that insight that's going to be what's best for you. And, and just very quickly, I'm thinking of um, like a Visine type product. Can you become reliant <clears throat> on those or addicted? To, does your, can your eye get addicted to those drops? Yeah. So unfortunately, any, uh, you know, I won't mention it by name, but anything that gets the red out type of drops, yes. uh, you know, most uh, eye doctors, whether you're ophthalmologist or optometrist, will just tell you to avoid it. Um, usually those are ones with the most amount of chemicals, most amount of preserve, preservatives. Uh, and unfortunately, of course, there's a chemical that says get the red out, right? So yes. when, when part of that chemical, especially if you have certain conditions like glaucoma, they are not meant to go hand in hand. But unfortunately, since they're available over the counter, again, most people don't know any different, right? Uh, so typically, any type of get the dropout will start off by using, oh, I'll use it once a week, and then once every other day, and then next thing you know, you're four times a day sure. because your eye actually gets dependent on it. That's Those are the type of drops in terms of that family of get the red out drops are probably the only drops you can truly get addicted to. Uh, and unfortunately, the lay person will not know that, and it just it works, and it's effective. Hey, my eyes look a lot whiter, and but yet it's coming at a cost because yeah. then you're going to have to use it twice as much the next day and, right. and so on and so on. So your optometrist will nine times out of 10, as well as your ophthalmologist will tell you, do not use the get that run out drops because you're just not good for your eyes. Great. Great advice as always. Thank you for coming in again. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Our trusted contributor, Dr. Ritesh Patel of the Ontario Association of Optometrists. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.